the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're going to be having some fun talking about fishing. Not the kind that you... um, (laughs) catch on a hook with worms and put in a, in a broiler <laughs> or a frying pan to cook. You can tell I don't do much cooking. <laughs> but um, men, men are like fish. And that's what my guest says. He's dating expert Steve Nakamoto, and his book is called, interestingly enough, Men Are Like Fish, and we're going to find out why. This show is for any woman who wants to know uh, how to catch a man and for any man who needs to figure out what he needs to know before he gets caught, perhaps by the wrong woman. Um, Steve has been a former personal development trainer for Tony Robbins and Dale Carnegie. And um, we're going to start off, Steve, with um, what I do to most of my guests, uh, Putting This is Dr. Carol's couch. Besides putting men are like fish on the couch, we're going to be putting you on the couch, um, at least at the beginning, to tell us um, about why you wrote the book. And you, you say that um, you've been at the end of the hook in both circumstances, one where you've been the fish that was thrown back, um, I dare to say because you were too small, <laughs> and the big one that got away. So, yeah. welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me on, Dr. Carroll. Well, well, actually, being thrown back was the reason I uh, got involved in this in the first place. I was in a um, kind of a uh, hot, hot relationship that uh, it uh, it fizzled out right away, and um, it kind of threw me for a loop. So right about the same time, I was going to seminars, and I went to Tony Robbins seminars and uh, learned about different things. And I thought, well, I'm going to write a book called Instant Romance. And it was how to use neuro-linguistic programming, which was what he was teaching at the time, to get the, the woman of your choice and all that. But uh, the funny thing was, I, at the same time, I was noticing people use fishing words and relationship words in the same time. You know, they say, like... Um, there's more fish in the sea, right? You hear that. Uh, she landed a husband. Uh, he's a nice catch. So uh, one of the things that uh, Mr. Robbins was teaching was a thing called global metaphors. A metaphor is something that takes something complex, hard to understand, like dating relationships and love, and you link it to something simple or concrete, mm. like fishing. So when mm. fishing, you think of uh, what? Like bait, uh, the hook, and the net, those kind of things, uh, where to fish. So uh, I started working on this idea called Fishing for Love, and it wasn't. And I went to a bunch of seminars on how to write a book, and uh, people said, hey, uh, your book uh, won't sell because it's about fishing, and uh, it'll end up in the sporting department. And besides, um, men don't buy these kind of books. Guys are going to write this for men. And so uh, actually a, a lady, uh, a senior citizen lady, 
uh, heard me talk about this once, and she said, you got it wrong, Steve. A man chases a woman until she catches him, which is an old American proverb. You probably heard that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I thought, well, if she's doing the catching, well, that makes, that makes the man the fish. I had it turned around. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's kind of a funny thing. I don't know if you study like, uh, the stock market or gambling or a lot of different things. Women tend to be better at those because they don't get obsessed with trying to catch well, like in fishing, the, the thing is uh, men will want to, after they catch one woman, they'll catch a whole bunch of women or they'll want to catch a bigger one, whereas when women are anglers, uh, they, they'll catch one and they're satisfied. And by the way, fishing mm. is uh, becoming very popular with women these days, so it's not that foreign. Mm, That's, really? Yeah. Uh, you don't know that so much because you're on the West Coast, but uh, through I travel a lot throughout the U.S. and uh, other parts of the country, in the Midwest and the South, women, are, you know, fish a lot. But uh, my, my thing about fishing, um, that, that's how I came up with this idea. And once I had men are like fish, what every woman needs to know about catching a man, it didn't take me too long to put it all together, and that uh, came out in the early 2000s. And I've been promoting it uh, all these years. And um, and one of the things that you do is you're the um, answer man, Mr. Answer Man, um, on iVillage talking about relationship issues. I mean, it is interesting and it is unique to have a man give women um, the male perspective on these things. Well, yeah. where, where would you like to... Um, I, I mean, your book has so many... Um, <laughs> So much, so many different kinds of bait. <laughs> the nibbles is one chapter. I love the names of the chapters. The nibbles. Um, where would? Why don't you start sort of with towards the beginning with? Um, oh, okay. With well, some the, of the highlights. Well, the most important thing in fishing is actually the angler herself. In this case, okay. it's a woman and being an enlightened angler. And part of the idea of men are like fish. It's kind of a fun way of looking at it. It's a simple thing, and uh, it, the, the purpose is just to uh, raise a woman's awareness. I think what happens is uh, women get overwhelmed with all this advice. What do I do when he calls? What do I do on this? How should I dress? All these strategies and things. And really, uh, I think if she, she just becomes a little bit of more aware of how the game is played and what she has to offer, that the whole thing will be a lot easier. It's like turning on the switch to the light, and it all lights up and she'll understand it. So men are like fish. We're talking about the enlightened angler. So, you know, I've already mentioned using the metaphor. The metaphor is, is making a simple, concrete example. And then the, um, we talk about the proverb, a man chases a woman until she catches them. So she understands her role is um, not to chase them. The man chases, and she entices him to bite. So that's uh, it. But then going on from that, uh, I would say the bait is probably the one that people understand very tangible. If you go to a sporting goods store, I don't know, um, they have now a new product that's called Power Bait. And on the can it, or the jar, it says, uh, it's irresistible to fish. And so uh, when we talk about bait... Um, talking about, it's, it's fr- figuring out the key criteria. Actually, I, I got this idea, uh, Carol, from actually watching the NBA basketball uh, draft where they were asking this uh, general manager, well, how can you tell one player from another? And he says, well, we look for someone who has a lot of uh, uh, born um, game. They, they play with a lot of, um, uh, they have a lot of talent, and they, they play with a, a lot of heart, and they come from a program that shows that they have a lot of character in class. So I use the idea of talent 
um, this is for a woman. So how would you attract a man? And, uh, and, and the one thing you have to know about bait is it's kind of competitive in that you only have a, a little bit of time to make a good first impression. So if, if you don't make an outstanding first impression, you're not noticed. And so uh, people will pass you by. So anyway, talent, the obvious thing I think you would think would be physical appearance. But not just that, Carol. Um, it would be like femininity um, is attractive in a talent way. Uh, voice qualities, how you communicate with your voice, and uh, also like your fitness and your vitality and your energy and your healthiness. Those are things that are major things in talent, okay? So those are how you would affect them physically. Um, the next one I, I would say would be game. Game is how you captivate a man's um, attention, and this is another part of the bait, and that would be uh, sexual intrigue. That, that seems to be something that uh, it allures fish. Confidence, self-confidence, or their elegance, how, how uh, smoothly they uh, conduct themselves, or the conversational charm. Conversation takes a, is a big part of it. That's the bridge between who you are and who the other person is, which would be a man. And then common sense. Those are all part of having game. That's, that's what would separate you from other people. Um, and then we come to the other parts, which are heart. Heart would be uh, the things that are really great about you in your heart and your emotion, minus the things that aren't. So those would be like um, emotional warmth and kindness. I think the men really appreciate that. The ability to listen. Women tend to be better listeners than men, but be a good listener and, and very understanding. Also, a sense of gratitude. I think on dates, lots of times uh, men are missed when a woman doesn't um, doesn't show gratitude, isn't grateful, or appreciate uh, appreciation. And then the ability to laugh and enjoy would be parts of uh, of a great heart being outstanding there. And then finally, I guess the fourth component of bait would be character, and that uh, draws the respect from a man. And that would be a sense of responsibility that a woman has. And lots of this is maternal and instincts, but that's, you know, good to have. Um, the ability to handle adversity, this is part of character, honesty and integrity. And then even basic financial stability isn't really character, but it's, it shows a sense of responsibility. But anyway, that would be something on my, in my book, I think it's page 80, of uh, the Fish's the, the, the Bait Self Quiz. So they can take this test and gives you an idea whether you're simply irresistible. It's a self-quiz, whether you, you deserve a decent look, whether you're just one in the crowd, or whether you won't get a nibble at all. So that, that's really what bait is about, uh, because the, the underlying principle, um, Carol, is that, um, that the most attractive bait always gets the first look from men. Well, you know, um, what, what's interesting, to go back to something you said earlier about, um, you know, how the, the, what's the phrase, the, um, uh, the man chases a woman until she catches him. Oh, yeah, the American problem. Um, uh-huh. uh, you know, when I was, I, I was thinking about how today um, young women, teenagers, and uh, are are so you know they have this whole men are like fish thing backwards in the sense that um, they don't create the intrigue, um, they don't really think about themselves um, as bait or or you know another 
Another way is uh, is really just maximizing your potential, even if you weren't not necessarily to do it to catch a man, but you know, just for your own uh, self, you know, for for feeling good about yourself. Um, but you know, so many women are just uh, not being, you know, an alluring hook, an alluring bait, but rather just sort of running after, chasing after these fish. Yeah, we do find that a lot. A lot of alpha women is what some of my friends say. And uh, it, it seems like uh, the alpha, you know, the aggressive way, I, I, they need to, like, kick it down a notch. I think being aggressive, you can be assertive in positioning yourself. And in other areas, like in your, how you are in your business isn't necessarily how you want to be in your dating life. Because uh, usually a, a woman is more receptive and the man is more of the alpha. Um, so that that usually an alpha woman and an alpha man end up butting heads is what happens, and there's lots of conflict. So um, I think a, a woman, though, when she becomes very peaceful within herself and knows who she is, is less aggressive. I think the word is aggressive, where it's it's you know it shows in the muscle tension, and they're you know too pushy. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so. That's kind of uh, a good point to make about uh, the bait. Yes, I think that um, I think that that well, unfortunately, too many, too many. Well, we'll talk about it when, after the break. We do need to take a break now. Okay, too much to say. We're talking about how men are like fish. That's the name of the book of my guest, Steve Nakamoto, and um, we're talking about becoming. <laughs> Women becoming bait and men getting caught. And you'll have to hear about the rest of this when we come back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. The Carrie Douglas Show, with the CEO of Worldwide Music Incorporated and the founder and publisher of Gospel Truth Magazine, Carrie Douglas. By tuning in weekly, you will gain insight, tips, and tools to help get your career started. From how to market yourself to distribution of your product, learn the power of faith-based marketing and much more on The Carrie Douglas Show. Join Carrie each week with guests from the gospel music industry, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors as they discuss faith-based news, events, and trends. The Carrie Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas broadcast each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Carrie Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas, your premier source for faith-based entertainment, news, events, and trends. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. 
Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking today about men are like fish with my guest, Steve Nakamoto, Nakamoto, who's the author of a book by that name, um, this is uh, great for women to get a, a, a bird's eye view um, of what men are thinking. Uh, we're going to talk about, for example, why he doesn't call back, those kinds of things. But it's important for men, too, um, to to try to think about how you were <laughs> what kind of uh what kind of fish you are um and and how easily you how easily you get caught whether you're avoiding the hooks or the bait altogether and why that is and so on but before the break I was talking I was trying to make a point about um teenage girls I mean one of the things that I'm very concerned about these days is how the lack of Fathers, you know, because of so many divorces or, or fathers just leaving the home and um, not really, once they leave, not really having much to do with their daughters. And that causes little girls and then teenage girls to be so hungry for love that they are become promiscuous and they throw promiscuous uh, they become promiscuous bait and, and throw promiscuous lines out all over the place and only get hurt. Um, as the fish kind of gobble up their bait <laughs> to continue, to try to continue this metaphor and, yeah. and then swim away. Well, uh, the idea of bait is what you put out there is what you attract. So if, if you're, uh, most women uh, nowadays are very, uh, I think the media pushes the idea of the hottie, okay, the hottie. So yes. you want to be a hottie and you're attracting that kind of guy that's just looking at the hottie. You know, I talked about talent, game, heart, and character. Sometimes that, that's really when you're really trying to examine the little components. But I think lots of women, I think it's just easier to say, be part haughty and part sweetie and part a good person. So the haughty and sweetie, you, part of you needs to, to be hot on some level. That, that means you're attractive to, in men's eyes. And then you also need to be sweet, too, a part of you that's actually a nice person, that, 
that's warm and kind and understanding. But I think the women that, that you had mentioned, since they don't have any male love in their life, that they're trying to get. They're trying to get that from uh, a man. And so that's what scares... Men are like fish. I keep saying they have... They're sensitive to a negative vibe. And the vibe is somebody's trying to catch them. And that scares them away. So uh, they pick up on that. So uh, I think in anything, if you're trying to get... The other person picks that up. So really, love, self-esteem, and security have to come from within. They, they, they are human needs, but they actually have to come from within. If you try to get from somebody else, it seems to not work. So uh, you're right on point there. The whole idea of the bait is just to see where you are. But most of the things, like heart and character, are within. And game is also within, too. Well, let's talk, go back to um, your experiences and the experience that had you um, write this book, that, that provoked you to write this book. Um, so why do you think that you've been thrown back into the water? Well, um, sometimes, <laughs> one time it was the wrong situation. I thought it was the right man or right woman in the right situation. I went on a cruise to the Caribbean and uh, I was uh, a friend who was a travel agent. I went for like $35 a day on this really nice cruise ship and met this woman from Connecticut, and we fell in love uh, like the love boat, which I had watched way too many episodes of. <laughs> so all these magical words were coming out of my mouth at, from all the episodes I had watched. And, <laughs> and, and we just had a whirlwind romance. I mean, uh, we did all kinds of neat things and traveled and um, but, uh, you know, she was from Connecticut, and so while I thought of her as a perfect woman, and she kind of thought I was, in many ways, the guy who had so much to offer, um, what happened was she ended up meeting a guy in her area, and it was a much better situation for her. So it didn't work out between me and her, because we missed that one element. Uh, and um, so that, that's... The, the other thing was she was married. I hate to say that, you know, now that I know about affairs and I've changed as a person, she was going through a divorce, and that kind of made things uh, also kind of bad. So mm-hmm. I was thrown back because uh, she was still married, and it was the wrong situation, and eventually thrown back because she found a better situation for her. Mm-hmm. Um, um, women tend to be a little more... Uh, uh, rational about things. I was just very romantic of, of all this. It just felt so good. But she was thinking that um, she needs to start a family and have a guy who's got a stable job in her area and her parents would approve. And so, you know, one of the drawbacks I've had, well, and drawbacks just part of my life, is being Japanese-American, two of the loves of my life, I couldn't really have a normal relationship with them because their parents didn't approve of me because hmm. they were the World War II generation. So, you know, I think that made me more sensitive to all this, and uh, it was my story in disguise. Men are like fish. But uh, I think being Japanese-American, I also know a lot about fishing, so that's how... Yes, and, and you say that you, you used to go on um, uh, annual trout fishing vacations with your family. That also made you think about the fish analogy. Fishing, yeah, and I told you I was going to write this instant romance, and I was actually up at uh, uh, Crawley Lake, and I met a friend up there that I used to date who lives up in that area, and she said, did you catch any fish when you were up here? And I go, actually, I, not, I didn't. She says, well, talk to the waiter. He's a friend of mine. He's a great fisherman. The fisherman, and the guy says, you have to go where the fish are. I says, mm-hmm. oh, that would be too much of a hassle for me, and I thought, well, that's kind of like my, my love life, mm-hmm. that sometimes I wouldn't go... Uh, to where the the women were. I just wanted to do what I love to do. So 
that that was one of the many things. I noticed a lot of things on that fishing trip many years ago when I had this book idea. Um, you know, like the, the bait would fall off the hook, so they'd see the hook. All these different things I learned, favorite fishing mm-hmm. holes, and know what you want to catch, all these things I learned from fishing. I thought, hey, maybe I ought to write a book about men or like fish. Mm-hmm. And what about when you were the big one that got away? That was actually um, my ex-girlfriend who... Uh, had said to me uh, she ended up marrying kind of a bad boy. And you know about bad boys. You have the book yes. on bad boys. And she married, and I actually saw her many years later, and uh, we ran into each other through friends, and we had a time that we had t- together, and we were just kind of talking. And she says, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but, uh, you know, you, you were really the guy. Huh. And, uh, uh, you know, and she, she the guy was uh, more... Um, kind of flashy than I was, and, but he, he turned out to be abusive. So that that's uh, I was thrown back, but I was the big one that got away in her eyes. Uh, you know, I mean, she was remembering all the good things about me, and, and, and particularly that one, that I would never do anything to harm her. So she saw me. Mm. Um, sometimes when you break up with a person, you also lose their friendship and all the things that come from that relationship. So she, I was... Uh, the, <laughs> That's nice to know. It's good to have some people that think that you were the big one that got away. Yes. Yeah. So. No, and you're in. When? Yeah. No. You're in a. You're in a relationship now. So how are you? Well, what's okay? What's the bait? Let's hope she's not listening. What's? (laughs) What's the bait? How long ago did you meet her? Six years ago. Oh wow, that's a long relationship. Oh yeah, that's a long relationship. Well, time goes faster. It seems like the older I. She thinks, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was only three years ago, you know, but she, uh, what's her bait? Um, yeah. She's attractive, but she's a very sweet person. So I've been, I'm very um, kind of sensitive to people that are very kind, that uh, um, when I'm around friends and everybody, I know that uh, she'll mix real well. She's a good pal in that way. And uh, so that, that that's some of the things that make her really unique uh, to me. Um, okay, but how come she hasn't hooked you yet? I mean, didn't doesn't she want to get married? I mean, after six years, most women, why is she um, well, um, <laughs> still uh, dangling the bait? <laughs> sometimes it's, 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 it's the fish's problem, too. Like you, you mentioned earlier, what advice do I have for men? And right. uh, lots of times women will say, Hey Steve, you you talk about all these things that women should do. How about you guys? Just a, yeah. I, said, well, I have advice for men too. You know. Yes. And like one of them is uh, don't be afraid to bite. And I think that yeah. a lot of men, um, you know, have had things happen and they're they're, they're nibblers. They just kind of want to sample, but they don't want to yeah. really take it to the next level. So that's um, the danger. If you, if as a man who's afraid to bite is uh, that. Soon the woman tires of that, and somebody else sneaks in and takes her away. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things. Uh, a lot of women, you know, there's a popular book out, Why He's Not That Into You or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, half of that is the man's problem. So I think that women take that really bad. I mean, the book is real popular, and they think, they think there's something wrong with them. But uh, half of the equation is on the man's side. And so right. oftentimes men are some form of fear, fear, doubt, worry, uh, and they do nothing. And I think um, that's where some men, 
and, and myself too, probably, you know, in there, uh, are afraid to, uh, to go beyond a certain level. Yes, Enough about afraid, me. <laughs> afraid of that fire, that frying pan. Yeah, they're afraid of the fire. They're afraid they're going to uh, get caught and die. That's one of the things I see. Mm, yes, but, yes, we should uh, get scaled and die. <laughs> well, I know well, someone. Yeah. <laughs> that is a well, fear. Well, we do need to take another break. Oh, okay. But we will be back. We're talking today about how men are like fish. And um, <laughs> some are nibblers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like perhaps my guest, Steve Nakamoto, who is the author of the book, Men Are Like Fish. So stay tuned. We'll be talking more about that. I do want to talk about, um, you know, how men get spooked and why they don't call back because that's something that uh, you have a whole list of some of the reasons for why men don't call back. And that's something that has um, perplexed women for, for centuries. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we'll um, come back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guest, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking today with Steve Nakamoto, the author of Men Are Like Fish. Um, This book has won numerous awards, um, including that of the Writers Guild. I mean, the Writers... I'm sorry, I'm getting that wrong. The Book Guild. Writers Digest. Writers Digest, okay. And... um, and also, um, it is in now. Is it ten foreign co- translated into ten different languages or yeah, ten foreign 10 or countries? Yeah, eleven, and, and it's big in Italy. It's like a bestseller in Italy, which always surprises the heck out of me. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's in uh, ten or eleven countries. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of exciting. I hope to go to those countries and see my book somewhere and go, "Hey, yes, I'm that guy." Yes. <laughs> yes. It is always wonderful seeing it in a different language with a different cover and so on. Oh yeah. Um, well, before the break, we were talking about people getting um, men not committing and so on, and I just want to make the point that um, I have been observing um, how over the years there seems to be a trend towards men and women being afraid to um, not only commit to marriage, but I have really seen it where they're afraid to even get into more than a one-night stand because, or even a one-night stand because of having been hurt before, having been dumped by, um, you know, a man, one of the other sex, and, and just being afraid to, um, to make themselves vulnerable again. And so what do we talk about? I mean, one of the things that women talk about a lot um, is why men don't call back. And uh, you have a whole list of um, numerous things for, and this is, so listen up. <laughs> listen up, ladies, because this is insight from a man as to, um, not that you've ever done these things, right? Um, <laughs> for, as to why men don't call back. So go, so go ahead. Well, um, sometimes... What are some of the top ones? Well, I say uh, any kind of negativity or anger toward men. Sometimes women aren't aware of it. Like if they're with another woman friend, and they'll they'll they'll, they'll make kind of like a sarcastic remark, and men being like fish are sensitive to that. They'll notice that. Go, ooh, it's a, a man hater. So something like that uh, would be something. Or um, you know, lots of times on a date, people are on their best behavior, and so she, the woman, might be really sweet and everything, and then she'll be really rude to the waiter. And so that kind of breaks the man's pattern, and he'll notice that. Keep in mind that early in the dating, uh, sometimes a man uh, is, is very sensitive to what might be wrong because uh, he might, uh, that will scare him away early. And uh, you never know what it, it is. It might be something financial, like she may um, be just talking just for the heck of it, but ta- showing that she has really expensive tastes around a, mo- uh, um, around a man with very modest means. Mm. Okay, so that might scare him away. Uh, I remember one time this woman I knew uh, opened her wallet, and it was nothing but uh, Saks Fifth Avenue and all these uh, shopping mm-hmm. things. I was, I mean, it's stupid. I mean, I'm kind of embarrassed to say it, but it, it kind of tweaked me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are kind of the things that, uh, and, um, and then a lot of the, uh, by the way, you know, fr- the concept here is frightened men uh, won't get caught. So you never know what it is. Like if if it, you go, a guy goes to a woman's house and she has like 
uh, it's okay to, to have a pet, but if she has like five cats and, and crawling around wildly on the couch while he's there, uh, that would probably scare a lot of men away. And, and so I'm not being an animal hater or anything, but I, I, that just, she'll never know. That's the thing, because guys don't call back. Cause it, and he doesn't want to change her. There's nothing wrong with her. It's just that he can't get into it. It's like, I don't want to change her to please me, so I'll just kind of disappear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's where uh, some yes, of those... Yes, it's interesting are. because women have the opposite way of thinking that uh, they think about they'll just change him if, he, uh, if she can make him love her enough that she will change him. Okay, what are some of the other things? Well, um, it could be um, like uh, just stuff like bad table manners, you know, something like that, or she she talks kind of rough, her language is bad, and, and that would be uh, like he would be embarrassed to take her home to meet Mama because uh, there's a little bit of an embarrassment there, so that might be something. Or uh, lots of times uh, you see this like on TMZ and stuff is uh, where uh, a woman makes a public scene. So there's some sort of a tantrum in public that embarrasses the guy. And uh, sometimes uh, that will happen and that will scare a guy away. So uh, you never quite know. There's different categories. It could be something like um, more on a communication level. Maybe she talks too loud or... um, her voice, you know, a lot of these are like Seinfeld. I don't know if you watch a lot of Seinfeld, like uh, mm-hmm. uh, someone who stands too close when they talk to you or their voices are <laughs> too masculine. That would well, be... Seinfeld is the, uh, is the total uh, character, is the total um, uh, example of a commitment phobe. You know, he, yes, he was finding everything. He had to find something wrong with every woman so that he wouldn't get into a committed relationship. Yeah. Um, I think the point that, that I, I make is that uh, these are the things that would scare a guy away early, so it's very important it's, uh, th- that you make your first impression on the positive side, not make the first impression on the negative side. Because here's the truth. When a, once a man falls in love, he, he kind of puts up with anything. So it's important while you're in the early stages where there's, uh, the mind hasn't been made up, that the impression is a strong one on the positive side, that you have, uh, you know, outstanding uh, personality, or you're really a lot of fun, or, or you're really sweet, or you, you, he has tremendous respect for you, or you're really feminine in a way that really tickles his fancy. You want to make sure those happen a, a lot before, uh, you know, like the bad manners or something like that, because you never know what sticks in a guy's mind. It might be the good stuff, if that happens early, or if it's... Uh, emotionally linked. Like, embarrassment is, anything that embarrasses a guy, uh, particularly in public, amplifies it, would be something that would, uh, that would probably spook a guy away, and he wouldn't dare tell her. Because uh, mm-hmm. guys, w- women sometimes will say, well, why didn't he tell me? He says, well, guys, guys just don't call. They do what I call a fade away. That's a lot quicker, easier, and less painful for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, there's all, all, some things might be uh, like self-confidence or, you know, things that show uh, that um, she's, uh, she doesn't value herself. It's like if she doesn't value herself, he can't value her. So she talks bad about herself, uh, abuses herself. So these are all little indicators that she's not, um, she won't make his life better. I think that's what it is. The bottom line is a guy wants a woman that will make his life significantly better. Because uh, 
a, a big fish, this is a, a man that's got a lot going for him, already has other people in his life. Uh, and, and if you're just okay, that's okay, you know. Uh, that, but if you want to really catch him where he, he singles you out as the one he wants, uh, you want to make sure that uh, these things are at a minimum, then it allows you for an extended relationship. And during that extended relationship where you have your time together, that's where you can really make a bond. Because I think really, you know, mineral fish is kind of funny and this and that, but really the, the true bond where you catch them in the net is where you, you connect on a spiritual level, where you, emotionally and spiritually you, you're like, you're so much alike and you see and you enjoy life together, and that without that person, uh, the man would really feel like he's at a loss. So anyway, th- those were some of the things that spook uh, uh, men away early because uh, you never know. It could be something like, uh, you know, uh, complaining or something. Complaining. You get that a lot. People complain or condemn. Or, mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, I don't know, there's... I actually have 154. If I talk to you, you're going to think I'm negative, and the, the women out there are going to hate. I'm going to get a hate e- e- email. And I'm not like that. Well, well, what about um, you know? You talk about that once, basically, once he's hooked, that he he will put up with a lot. Um, what is the thing that kind of? What's the final? Uh, I mean, like like fishing. I actually used to fish a lot with my father on a boat in a lake in New York, and I used uh-huh. to family used to go on annual uh, deep sea fishing trips too, and they were, those are some of my favorite memories. Mm-hmm. And um, so there is that moment when you, well, you feel the the fish sort of nibbling around or swimming around at first, and then kind of nibbling, and then um, there's that that brief second when the fish is at the place where if you pull up the line right then, you know, you, reel it, you reel it in right, the, right then that you, you get him. You get the fish. It's right on the, you know, it's right in the right place, and, and there it is. Um, what is there? Is there a comparable moment for a woman to, to sense that moment to, to uh, start reeling in? Actually, there is. Um, the problem that women have lots of times is they reel in too soon. He's not hooked yet. Even Jessica Simpson, I think uh, I was reading somewhere in People magazine that she was talking to this Tony Romo guy about what a great husband he would be. I think mm-hmm. that, that's the kind of thing uh, that sounds good to a lot of people. I think as a guy, particularly him with all these choices, that would scare him away. Um, one would be uh, fear of loss, is that uh, he needs a little space to figure out how miserable he'd be without her or the fear that someone else will take her away. Sometimes a, a woman who's uh, in a lot of demand, uh, the guy knows on some level if he doesn't act, she's just going to pass him up. So it's mm-hmm. almost like a, a limited availability. It's almost like a in sales, you just need a limited <laughs> offer. <laughs> uh, if there's a perception she's always there, he has no sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that's one of the keys. It's an irresistible offer that has a time limit. Uh-huh. Yes, that that bait's going to be pulled back into the boat. Oh, we have a time limit right now, too. Oh. We have to take another break. Um, we will be back. We're talking with Steve Nakamoto. He is the author of the prize-winning book, Men Are Like Fish. And that's what we're talking about. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. And I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. 
That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. The show is just swimming away. The time is swimming away. Um, My guest is Steve Nakamoto, who is the author of Men Are Like Fish. We'll tell you, of course, how you can get that besides the normal places. We can tell you about his website and so on at the end of the show. Um, but um, we were talking about how, um, <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about men being spooked away and the, and the right time to pull up the, uh, to pull in the line, to reel in the fish. Yeah, yeah. There's a peak moment uh, when you uh, he's got a sense of urgency and he bites hard. And usually that's the fear of loss that someone else will take her or that she's going to move on. So uh, part of it is that the woman has to be kind of moving. Uh, One of the things I notice from being a fisherman is the concept of a lure. Uh, If you're trolling Mm. with a lure, the the lure is always moving away. So if if the uh, the fish doesn't bite, it, it escapes, and sometimes mm. the fish doesn't know why it's biting. It's just it, it just has to because it, it either you snooze or lose, and so that's, that's, that's a constant. An, that's a very interesting analogy. I mean, I, I I do know what you're talking about, but maybe for people who <laughs> who aren't fishermen or fisherwomen, um, we could explain that a little more. That that um, the lure, rather than being just a worm on a hook. That you, you where you sit in a rowboat, you put <laughs> you put a worm on a hook and you sit in the hot sun <laughs> and wait. 
and the fish swim by and they see that same worm <laughs> sitting in the same place for a very long time. And uh, if they're not that hungry, you know, they'll swim by and they still see it sitting there out of the corner of their eye. But if you if you have what's called a troll, a, a, a bait that... Um, well, there are all different kinds of trolls, but that moves through the water, and you're moving gradually through the water. It could be with a rowboat, but you're rowing, um, or with a with another motorboat that you're going slow on, or whatever. And but it is constantly going through the water, which um, which does have you know a, a lore, which probably comes from a lore, uh, which does have an allure to yeah. the fish. That what you were saying before that uh, that there's a it's a limited offer. The fish is is you know, swimming away. Right, and also like a lure, there's a shiny side. So the mm-hmm. shiny side is usually the sexy, uh, what I call the hottie part. But it's not always the hottie. So uh, a lure also, it shows a glimpse of the hottie periodically. Mm-hmm. And it also shows the other sides too, which would be the, the pal, the sweetie, the kind of person she is. And uh, the other thing is, uh, like, when you just use bait, like I mentioned before, if there are no other fish biting, the fish wonder, well, if she's so hot, how come no one else is biting? So that's how a bait gets stale. So one of the ways, well, how would you use this, is that women, whenever they meet men, it's uh, an idea, it's like, oh, I'm just kind of passing through. Uh, Sometimes, like, when a woman's on vacation, things happen because everyone realizes, oh, we just happen to be here. I, yes. you know, we're just passing through. And so it goes, well, let, let me get your number, you know, how long are you going to be here? Oh, I'm only going to be here a week. Oh, oh, oh well, I'll have to get a hold of you tomorrow. Yes, you yes, exactly. Um, I, you know, I, I noticed in your bio that uh, you've done work in the travel industry, including being on all these cruises and being in, in Club Med. I was a... Um, a GO, as they called it. I oh, worked really? at Club Med. And, um, yes, that was a very, um, <laughs> talking about the fishing going on. Oh, I learned uh, a lot from Club Med. I went 30 times to Club Med. Wow. Because were I you in, in Martinique? Uh, I didn't go there. Is that where you were? I was yeah. like, every place but there. <laughs> but uh, I found that uh, people fall in love in that environment. At least they think it's love. They're Every night. Attracted. Every night it's a different yeah. fish. <laughs> yeah, and, and then people like in Orange County where I live, it's just this game. And so I was thinking, wow, that's interesting. What can I learn from Love Boat and, uh, and, uh, and from Club Med? Club Med's a little more athletic, so that's good, the athletic side. But I think like a cruise is a good place. I call it a fishing hole for women. Actually for men is that it, it's also formal and informal you know, casual mm-hmm. and fun, and you actually spend more time and you, uh, together in that. You, you need to have consecutive days of contact. I think that's uh, like people are just trying to get a relationship going. If you think it's the right person, stuff, try to take a mini vacation. That can really step th- take things up to the next level, I think, mm-hmm. because you so- need consecutive time. If you only see a person every three weeks, it'll never get off the ground. Mm-hmm. They'll forget. So- what about uh, well except uh, well okay but what what about I wanted to just get something else what about um haven't you had I think you maybe alluded to this haven't you had women sort of um criticize your book for being like sexist I mean why do the women have to do all this work 
Well, um, why do the women have to be the attractive bait and the men get to swim by and decide which bait they choose? Well, men also, uh, women don't have to settle for any guy. I mean, I wrote the book Dating Rocks because, uh, you know, women choose amongst the guys that nibble. So, uh, you know, that, that mm. women actually, it's a 50-50 thing. I, I say that um, angry anglers catch no fish. I said that mm. on national TV once, and that the whole idea of men are like fish, and sometimes women get mad at that, but, you know, Men are the fish. They're the ones that are swimming around aimlessly. So uh, I, I'm just giving, helping women see it from uh, a man's point of view because women usually get their information from other women. At least I'm a guy who's familiar with this. I didn't just study it. I've always been this way. As a fifth grader, when the Beatles saw I was that kind of guy that you'd always talk to about relationships. They weren't mm-hmm. relationships at that time. It's just holding hands and going steady. But, I mean, I was that kind of guy back then. I still am today. But, uh, anyways, uh, women need to realize that uh, whatever I say or whatever she reads from a man, it's just it's a way of getting some information. It's a way of tossing ideas amongst their friends. Mm-hmm. And it can stir up some ideas. But at least well, it I raises like what you, awareness. I like what you said about, um, I mean, it's true that, that well, assuming that you have a number of men nibbling at the hook um, or at the lure, um, it is true that it is the woman who decides when to reel that particular fish in. Yeah, she has the decision to throw them back. Uh, also, if it's, if it's a, she might get an obs- obsessed guy that she knows is wrong, she can cut him loose. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's why it's very important that a, a woman, I have a, a thing called the big fish test, which is kind of the inverse of the bait self quiz, where you, you size up the men in your love life by their talent game, heart character, and also the fit, how they fit in your life, because ultimately it's got to be a good match. It's got to be good for both of you. So a woman uh, will only go, once she decides what is a good fish, a big fish, she'll go fishing in areas that have big fish. So it wouldn't be the local uh, pool hall, let's put it that way, you know. So she'll realize there are fish there, but none that she wants to catch. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a whole strategy on once you size up, uh, determine what is a big fish for you, then you go fish in the place, uh, the fishing holes, where that kind of guy is likely to be in or pass through. And so for her, she needs to uh, throw her line out a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yes, now the best thing would be for women to find the fish in the barrel <laughs> yeah. they can't escape. <laughs> well, my, my biggest secret is actually do it through friends. She needs either a guy or a girl to make the connection. Because mm-hmm. uh, the, the biggest thing, like you said, is some kind of a fear or worry or doubt, but particularly fear. But if you have a friend, male or female, it works for men or women, let them make the connection and even like if you go to a club or something, uh, I, you know, this is my advice for men, I say. I'll just start for, for men. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. If, she, if he goes with a pretty woman, I, somehow the woman will say, well, if she's with him, he must be a decent guy. And then she can go up to the woman and say, hey, this is my friend Fred, and he would like to meet you. And, and there's some kind of thing, well, mm-hmm. she's with him, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's just kind of well, playing with these different factors. <laughs> before the, we have to get in your website, oh. which is? MenAreLikeFish.com, just spell it out, M-E-N-A-R-E-L-I-K-E-F-I-S-H, or go to Amazon.com and you can buy uh, the book and read all the reviews. Yes, and there's really a lot of good stuff on your website, some additional advice as well. 
So um, I would advise people to go to it, menarelikefish.com. What we've been talking about, the title of the book, menarelikefish.com, and that the whole title is What Every Woman Needs to Know About Catching a Man. Well, Steve, thank you very much um, you. For, for sharing this, uh, this the, the point of view from a fish. <laughs> yeah, it was a fast hour, that's for sure. And uh, and um, I don't know. I think maybe I, I think you're you, you're very lucky that that your bait has been hanging around for six years. I think maybe I hope she has been listening because maybe she'll realize she needs to wiggle her tail a little bit. <laughs> That's right. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.